Good morning. I'm Marshall Davis. This is another episode of Devotions for a Pandemic. In response to the last online devotion, I got an email from a listener. It was lengthier than most responses that I get and ended up with the question, What is God? I responded, thanking her for her email, and asked if that final question was meant to be rhetorical or whether she expected me to answer it. She replied promptly with another email that made it clear to me that the question was more than rhetorical. I've been thinking about that question ever since. First of all, it was framed in an unusual way, at least to my Christian ears. I'm used to people asking, who is God, not what is God? As a pastor, I am usually surrounded by religious people who assume that God is a who, that God is a person or at least personal. The question framed as, what is God, put me back on my heels. Furthermore, the listener consistently used the lowercase g in typing God. That was another thing that felt unusual, because I'm so used to reading God spelled with a capital G. In Christian or theistic writing, lowercase g is usually reserved for a false god or an idol or something like that. So the question felt off to me, which is a good thing. I love the question, and I have been pondering it. It's good to feel off sometimes. We can get very complacent in our spirituality. Off questions make me think in new ways. It makes me realize not, er not everyone has the same presuppositions and experience in life that I do. So I decided to make this question the topic of this episode of Pandemic Devotions. What is God? Well, let me rephrase the question. What is that mysterious dimension of reality that people call the divine? And to put it in the context of this COVID-19 pandemic, how do, can we get in touch with this spiritual dimension that people like me call God? Now, I do not mean this to be a theoretical question. Theists and atheists can debate the existence of God until the end of time, and it's nothing more than an intellectual exercise that gets us nowhere. I am interested in experiential awareness of this underlying dimension of existence. Call this God if you want. Call this spirit, or love, or soul, or reality, or ultimate truth. Use any label that you prefer from your particular religious tradition or non-religious worldview. I'm not talking about words here. Words are just markers that point to a reality. Even if you believe that what I call God is nothing more than a psychological phenomenon. My experience, though, indicates that this is ultimate reality. So what is God? God is what is true, whether or not anyone believes it is true. God is what is real, regardless of whether we think it is real. God is what is real before there were any human beings to call God, God, and will be real after the human species 
ceases to exist on this planet. To make it personal, God is what is real before we were born and after we die. I experience God as a core and the foundation of my existence. God is the root of my soul. As physical beings, we are nothing more than temporary phenomena. We exist as humans for a few decades and then we're gone. Even while we are physically alive, we are not permanent but continually changing. We are not the same in any way, physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, as as we were when we were children or teenagers or young adults or even middle-aged adults. Humans are nothing more than a temporary swirl of flesh and thoughts which will dissolve at death. We are like a wave that forms on the ocean and travels for a while and crashes on the beach to disappear. That's what we are. Yet we are made of the stuff of this almost 14 billion year old universe. We are 14 billion years old. And more than that, we come from that from which the universe arose. By our very nature, we participate in the eternal source of all that exists. I call this eternal source God. And we can be aware of this eternal ground of our being just as we are aware of our mortal human nature. I think everyone at some level, no matter how buried and ignored it is, knows this infinite reality at the heart of our existence. This universal essence of our being is what I call God. We are by nature one with this. It cannot be otherwise. We cannot be separated from this, our essential nature. As the Bible says, nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God. This God is accessible at all times and all places. That is what it means to call God omnipresent and immortal. Fellowship and union with this God is eternal life, which is our birthright as children of the universe and children of God. At our core, we are the universe conscious of itself and one with its source. As the Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. This is who we are. This is our true nature. This is who we were before we are born. This, is, this will be who we are after we die. We are this now. This divine reality can be consciously known. This reality can be experienced here and now and at every moment. This truth is often discovered by people during quiet meditation, which is called contemplative prayer by Christians. We don't need to pray or to meditate to be one with this God this one we call God, we can have this awareness at all times. At some level, we always know this, but putting aside a time for silence and quiet meditation seems to make this more accessible. So I encourage you to try this. This pandemic quarantine that we are living under 
gives us a wonderful opportunity to spend time in meditation. It is like being on a month-long or more spiritual retreat, so let's make use of it. How do we do that? How do we experience the divine? Well, just sit. I sit on the floor on a cushion because I'm used to it, but you can sit on a chair, but don't lie down or you'll likely fall asleep. Then just breathe. The biblical word for spirit in the Bible, both in Hebrew and in Greek, is the word for breath and wind. Somehow, access to spirit comes through breath. So just sit and pay attention to your breath. And when thoughts and emotions come, which they will, let them pass right through you. Just let the wind blow them away. Don't entertain them. Don't invite them to stay. Don't invite them in for tea and a chat. Just let them come and go. Focus on the silence between the thoughts and the feelings. Notice the quiet that is underlying everything in our inner life. Just rest in that silent space. That is the dwelling place of God. God is in the silence. Who we really are is found in the silence. Who we were before we were born and after we die. This awareness of our eternal home takes the sting out of death and it takes the fear out of this epidemic. In God there is no fear. In our true nature there is no fear. Practice this presence of God each day and this presence will leak out into the rest of our lives. God will be seen everywhere and in everyone and in everything. As best I can describe what it means to be aware of the divine, but don't take my word for it. You shouldn't believe anything that any preacher says. See for yourself. Try this every day for the next week and see what happens. If it doesn't work, that you can just forget everything I just said. But I bet you will glimpse the divine, if only for a moment. I think you will become aware of God. God is present. All we have to do is pay attention. Really, we don't have to do anything. It's better if we do nothing. All we have to do is show up. Just be. And we are. We experience the I am that is God. That's all for today. Grace and peace to you. And that is the Tao of Christ for this week. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog, Spiritual Reflections, as well as a link to my books at marshalldavis.us. You can email me if you want. You can find my email address on my blog site. I hope you join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.